a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly. Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're talking about how to improve your credit score and why that's so important. Joining me today is Radhika Dougal. She is a financial expert at Super. So welcome to the show, Radhika. Thank you so much. Radhika, let's start with why is it important that I even have a credit score? It's incredibly important to have and to know and to keep track of your credit score because this is the score that banks and other lending institutions are going to use to assess if you are someone they want to lend to. And think about how often you might need a loan. Even an everyday credit card counts as a loan, as does a mortgage for a home, for example. So it's incredibly important that we think about these things, because even if we might not need one of uh, a loan or a credit card today, we'll certainly need one in the future. Yeah, I think it's important that even if you opened up Kohl's store card or Sears, they don't have Sears anymore, but if you're just opening up those cards where you shop for clothes, that is a credit card. That is a credit card. And the better your credit score, the lower your interest rate. And the lower your interest rate, the less money that you'll pay each month as you are trying to pay that off or if you happen to have revolving credit. So your credit score really does matter. There was a study that Super came out with that says that 57% of Americans are losing sleep thinking about their credit scores. So as you stated, this is so, so important. But if I'm just staying up all night, just thinking about it and having anxiety, how do I actually deal with my credit score? That's absolutely right. So the first thing I want to mention is the fact that 57% of people, right? I just want to emphasize that fact. That's more than one in every two people. That means we're not alone in trying to solve this problem. First thing I'd recommend is that we just start talking about this problem because the more we talk about it, the more we're going to find solutions together and the more we'll reduce our own anxiety because talking about it, realizing we're not alone, that's one surefire way to reduce your anxiety. The next thing I would say is we should make sure that we are all taking steps to understand what a credit score is. We should read, we should get educated. We should understand what is a credit score, what is our own score, and what our goals are, and take steps to actually get to that goal number. So since you have that, what are steps I can take to get a better credit score? And what are things that are going to make me have a bad credit score? One really important step to getting a good credit score is consistently paying your bills on time. Another is using products to actually improve your score. Supercash, which is a product we've recently launched, does exactly that. It is a card that acts like a debit card but has all the benefits of a credit card. With Supercash, you put your own money on the card, you use that card, and each time you use it, over the course of a month, we report your on-time payments to the credit bureaus. And what that does is it helps you build up your credit score. However, there's no credit check, there's no minimum balance, there's no monthly service fee. 
what if I put on a hundred dollars on this card, but I want to buy something that is a hundred ten dollars? Will the card let me? It will not. And that's actually the beauty of it. What this card does is it encourages you to spend responsibly by spending money that you have. So it's basically a debit card, which comes directly out of your savings or a checking account, but doesn't let you overdraw, essentially. That's right. You cannot overdraw because you're essentially using the money that you've chosen to put on the card. And what makes it a little bit different than other secured charge cards out there is the fact that you don't have to put a large amount of money on it. With other secured charge cards, you have to put $500 on a card typically, and then your money is just held there. With this card, there's no minimum balance, so you can put on $10, $20, $100, and you, you truly do spend what you have. And then unlike other debit cards or your savings, like if I just write a check to pay my bills, this does not get reported to the, That's right. the credit companies. That's right. With Supercash, we aggregate your monthly spend and the fact that you've paid your bills on time with us, and we do report that to the credit bureaus. And that reporting is what actually does build your credit over time. All right. So uh, hopefully people understand that part, but what are some th ways that would affect my credit score negatively? There are a number of things that you that might be unfortunate that one might take on that would negatively impact their credit score. The first thing I like to say is simply doing nothing negatively impacts your credit score. You have to take steps to build up your credit score, and there's no time kind of that's too early in your adulthood to do it. So doing nothing and ignoring it is, is problem number one. Another thing that could negatively impact your credit score is delaying or waiting too long to pay your bills. Paying your bills on time is, the, is one of the primary drivers of a positive score. So we just have to make sure this is something we're paying attention to, there's something we're always monitoring, and we're taking active steps to get access to credit and pay our bills on time. Well, when you talk about bills, you're not just talking about credit card bills or your mortgage. You're talking about utilities, anything like that. If you don't pay those bills, that can be reported to credit companies. That's absolutely right. What credit card companies and others are doing is they're assessing your risk or your ability to pay back those uh, different various forms of debt. And they do that by looking at your prior history in paying off your debt. And by debt, I simply mean bills. So that's why it's so important to make sure you are on top of paying all of your bills on time. So let's say I just like, ah, it doesn't really matter that I don't really care that I pay late and I manage to make it all eventually. But every time that happens, it keeps lowering my credit score. And then let's say I go to buy a house or a car. Even if I could afford the payment, the company is going to charge me higher interest rates, which means uh, over the life of that loan, I'm going to pay 10 times as much as the person that had the higher credit score. So that's absolutely right. Think about what your monthly payment might be for that house or your car. Let's use a house just as, a, as an easier example to understand. Okay. Your monthly payment is made up of a principal, which is the amount of the loan you took out, but it's also made up of your interest payment. And the higher your interest rate, which by the way, a high interest rate might come from low credit or bad credit, the higher your interest rate, the more money you have to shell out every month. Yeah. So if my credit score was 500, my interest rate for a house might be at 8% right now. But if I have an 800 credit score, which is really high, I might only get, I might only have to pay five and a quarter percent interest rate or 6%, I think is what it's at right now. 
That that's absolutely right. The better your credit score, typically the lower your interest rate. And you really want to optimize for the best credit score possible. So what steps can people do to learn how to fix their credit score? The most important step in my mind is to take the active steps to use tools to fix your credit score. And as I mentioned, Supercash is a great way of doing that. To learn more about Supercash, go to super.com slash cash. Are there any other places people should turn just to learn about what a credit score is, why they should try to fix it? <laughs> the why is something you can learn from all of the credit bureaus. So Experian, for example, is, is a great one. What these credit bureaus will do is they'll walk you through what is a credit score, how is it built, and what does it impact. That is a really critical form of education. Then it's really important to also know your own credit score. And using your bank's app is typically a great way to check your credit score. And then lastly, as I mentioned, using tools like Supercash to get access to building your credit score and improving it are great paths forward. All right. Thank you so much, Radhika Dougal. You are a financial expert at Super, and you're helping us just to understand a little bit better about what our credit score is and what tools we can get to where we can find ways to fix our credit score if we need to, to get it better so that we're not losing money month after month. That's absolutely right. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media. Money Making Sense on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.